0: But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Y'all already know my name is Zoe. How's everybody doing this week? Does anybody else feel like last week chewed them up and spat them the fuck out? Because that's how I feel, okay? I am just now recovering from the bachelorette party I was on last weekend. I mean, my God, and I don't even mean like hangover wise, I just mean like traveling, drinking, like the whole nine, the whole nine, and then being on a red eye and then going straight to work, it was a lot for me, all right? But at least it's Tuesday and we're on time for our Bravo episode this week. Okay, I told y'all, I told y'all I was gonna do it. First things first, before we get into some recaps, I have a few little topics I want to talk about. One is a real life topic um, that just absolutely chapped my ass this week. Before I start bitching about this, I want y'all to know that I'm a self-aware lady. So this is 120% my fault. But hello fucking fresh. (sighs) I fell into the trap. Okay, fell into the trap, like mid pandemic, it was like, we were either ordering out or tired of cooking. Not me, I wasn't tired of cooking. My fiance does cooking, I don't like to cook. And I thought like, by doing HelloFresh, it would help me like to cook more because I'm always trying to tap into that point of myself, but it's just not happening. All right. Well, when work for us started getting up and going again, and like really moving and grooving, our HelloFreshes just went bad in the fridge. So I was like, okay, let me pause this week. Then I'll pause next week. Well, pretty much I got into pausing all of the weeks. And I tried to cancel it. And it listen, if I just can't find the button easily, I'm not going to do it. So I've been in there skipping six weeks at a time for like four months now. Yes. Well, last week, I forgot to skip the fucking week. And I have a box coming to my house that's absolutely not going to get used. And I hate this for myself. I hate it. Okay. While I recognize that this is my fault, they should just make the button to cancel easier because Lord, let me tell you something else. If I else. If I have to call, if I have to make a phone call, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to keep skipping the weeks. I hate being on the phone. All right. Uh, other than that, okay. The Roni reunion has been canceled. And like, girl, what? Like, I'm not I'm not shocked, but I am because this has never happened before, but also of course it happened. You know what I mean? Like nothing surprises me at this point, but also everything surprises me at this point. I'm honestly most upset for Ebony because she, it's just, it's all such bullshit. It's all bullshit across the board. But I feel bad for her because she had a custom dress made. You know, she said she had been thinking up in her mind. She got cheated out of a reunion. Like she really got cheated out of a fair first season altogether because of the pandemic. Leah still hasn't had an in-person reunion. Like it's just such fucking bullshit. And it's all to save Ramona because she's going to be on girls trip. And it's just like, wow, bravo. Wow. Y'all really did that. Okay. Hmm. And also in Bravo News, allegedly Portia just isn't coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like not happening whatsoever. And like one of my friends was like, Giselle, are you really shocked by this? Kind of. Like, I thought she was just going to at least come back for one more season, give us the bare minimum details, and then scoot off into the sunset with her $40 million prints. But no, she's just fucking bailing after dropping a bomb after the season, after the reunion, and dipping out. I feel like, I just feel like those of us have been who have rode for Portia over the years, we deserve better. And before y'all start talking about, oh, well, they have the family special. I don't want to see that. I want to see Kenya more. In Portia arguing, okay, over Portia's business, all right? I want to see the ladies come for her. And I want to say, Portia is a big girl, okay? I've been, I've consistently been team Portia. But like, come on, what is happening? I don't even know what we're fucking going to talk about if Portia's not there. But I guess that's the point because she said, y'all is not about to get a whole season storyline off of me. Oh, whatever. Speaking of one season being about a storyline, let's get into Beverly Hills. So this episode of Beverly Hills starts with a Black person that works for Doreet inviting the women to her dress reveal party. And yes, I went there. Okay. So then after we see that there's going to be a dress reveal party, because we know Dorit loves a reveal... We see the women go to Kathy Hilton's house for a spa day. And let me tell y'all something. Kathy Hilton is 120% better than me because I would not have man one of these bitches back in my house again after how they acted. And that is including my own sister because girl, you brought these women into my life. All right. And they came into my house disrespecting my baccarat candle holders. Audacity, audacity. All right. So while at the spa day, Kyle starts meddling again. And it's like, girl, we we don't need this, okay? She's like, I know you and Sutton don't need to sit down and talk. And Erica says, girl, we're good. We're good. The only thing Sutton and Erica are on the same page about is that they don't want to talk to each other and they don't want to be involved with each other. So we need to let that sleeping dog lie, all right? And then Erica takes that time to... um tell us one of her stories. And I want to start at the beginning here. Okay. The beginning, meaning the pregnant pause, the awkward pregnant pause Erica took before she head first dove into this stupid ass story, because that's just what it is at this point. It's a stupid ass story. It's like, she's a new actress and she missed her mark. Like she was just probably like 0.25 seconds off of her mark. I actually don't know anything about acting, So I don't know if that's an actual like good reference, but you guys get what I'm trying to say, okay? And this is actually where I had to pause it to get my wings. And I noticed that the name of the episode was A Tale of Two Accidents, and they are so shady for that. But I love it. I love it. Now listen, I don't believe Nan part of this story for Mr. Girardi, but what I will say is the withholding of information. I do understand. Okay. I'm a person that if life is piling on me, like, and I have thing after thing, after thing happening, I just suppress. And I'm like, I can't even, I'm so overwhelmed that I can't even talk about anything. So I get that. Like I've had stuff happen in my life where it's just like one after the other. And then when my friends see me and they're like, how's everything on? I'm like, I'm fine. And then like a month later, I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, this happened. And this happened. And they're like, are you fucking, wait wait a minute, Giselle, are you serious? But like with Erica in this story, she didn't rehearse it. Okay. She didn't rehearse it very well at all because it, the cracks, the cracks are so big. Your mom could fall and break her back. Do y'all remember that reference? If not, just ignore me. Okay. I'm showing my age, but it also seems like she doesn't even care at this point. Like, I am just tell these bitches whatever. And if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. But let me tell you something. Kyle asked too many questions, okay? Like, she is that friend that, like, you're telling her something and you kind of just want her to listen. And then she's like, but what about this? But what about this? But what about... And i like, shut up. Shut it up. Okay. And then Kyle says... First, she says, when she withholds information, it makes it hard to trust her or something along those lines. But then she says my favorite, which is, it sounds unbelievable, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe her. Girl, yes, it does. The definition of unbelievable is the opposite of believable. So if you don't believe her, but, then it's unbelievable, like you said. okay huh <sighs> but all while this is happening I realize that Lisa Rinna is probably the last person on earth I would want to get a facial with because like shut up shut the fuck up you have an entire sheet on your face and you're still trying to talk just be quiet okay relax you're at Kathy Hilton's house by the grace of God again like girl please calm down all right So then we get to go see Garcelle and she's with her matchmaker. And I think, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but I definitely said it in my real life when talking to my friends, not this matchmaker having Garcelle on Bumble. Bumble. Okay. Before I was in a committed relationship, before me and my fiance got together years ago, my simple ass was on Bumble. There is no, for no reason should me and Garcelle be looking for love on the same apps. Okay. Not at all. And not to mention, I didn't even meet my fiance on Bumble. I already knew him in real life. So I don't believe in the apps. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I do not believe in the apps. But that's a different story for a different day. We can get into it if you want. They did find her someone though. And she was, mm, she said as soon as she saw him, she could hear her bed springs making noise. And I love that for her. Okay. I love that for her. So then we get to see Kyle go over to Crystal and Rob's house. And let me tell y'all something. Crystal and Rob's basement looking like, my Midwest basement growing up. Like, y'all are rich. Your basement should not resemble the basement that I had growing up. Like, you directed The Lion King. And then I had a moment and I was like, Our stars, are they just like us? Then I realized, no, they, they're not because I don't have $95,000 to spend on a handbag, a house, anything. All right. So. Kyle and Crystal start talking about the dinner at Garcelle's house and how Garcelle feels excluded. First things first, I really hate for them to keep trying to police Garcelle's feelings, like obviously. But these women are taking the term excluded super literally, and it's starting to piss me off. Y'all invite Garcelle places because you have to, because it's your job. But when she's there, you don't, welcome her in, in a sense, okay? They're saying, we welcome you in. You're invited. You you come. That's because I'm employed by Bravo. Y'all didn't employ me. They dropped me into a cast with you guys. I happened to know Lisa Rinna for years and years, but now she's turned her fucking face on me, all right? Let's not play smart and stupid at the same time. Kyle even says she's invited to everything because of work, because we work together. Let's think of this as the work happy hour. Everybody's invited. Can't not invite me, all right? Even some of these powwows that are like producer influenced, you can see that they said, let's put Garcelle in here. Like, come on, okay? Crystal says, I don't feel like an outsider. Crystal, I'm wearing thin on you and some of these excuses. You don't feel like an outsider because you're friends with Kathy Hilton. You know her outside of this. And you're also friends with Teddy. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, let's just cut the shit. All right? You have a past because you're in with the right people and you have your blinders on. I'm not saying that with everything with Crystal, but when it comes to this and her and Garcelle, it's two different things. She has her fucking blinders on. You are friends with the Teddies and the Hiltons. Like, and by proxy, that makes you okay in Kyle's book automatically. Oh my God. It's just exhausting. So the event in Beverly Hills that was on everybody's lips this week was the Kemsleys and the Umanskys having dinner together. And to be honest, as Kyle would say, this is the most realistic I've seen eating Kyle in a while. Okay. Now Kyle cooked some salmon. Okay. And something that personally put me put me back was PK asking for mayo. He also asked for tartar, the tartar I understand, but mayo. And In my findings, I realized that or tartare is a mayo-based sauce. Let me tell y'all something about me, okay? First of all, first of all, mayo on salmon, that has got to be one of the most Caucasian things I heard last week, all right? Until I started doing my Google searches on mayo, all right? I still wouldn't do it, but apparently it's done. First things first, I hate mayonnaise. I fucking hate mayonnaise, I should say fucking hate it. All right. I've worked at multiple restaurants that made mayonnaise-based sauces in-house. I have worked at a fish house in Southern Virginia where we had to scoop tartar sauce. And then, oh, that was the other thing I found that tartar and tartar, same thing. Never thought about that before. Why? Because I hate mayonnaise. Um, I've had tartar sauce up to my fucking shoulder. We had to scoop it out of this very large bucket. It was so gross. All right. Until you have seen a gallon of mayonnaise be slit open from the bottom and plopped into a big old bucket and just watched it fucking jiggle and been repulsed to your core. I don't want to hear your arguments about me and mayonnaise. Now, if you have seen that and you're like, "Mm -hmm, looks yummy. All right. That's your prerogative. But until you see that shit jiggle, I don't like my food to jiggle. Okay. I'm not a big jello person. Like, I don't understand why somebody would eat that. Okay. I take one for the team and I do jello shots because I don't want to ruin a vibe at parties, but I'm older now. So I don't really come in contact with jello shots that often, but still. Okay. PK sent me on a mayonnaise journey and I don't appreciate that. What I do appreciate is him telling the truth, though. So he's back on my good side. So they tell the men the stories that Erica has been telling them. And Kyle says, hearing my husband and PK question the situation makes me think twice. Now, Miss Girl, Miss Girl, just seeing PK and Maurizio make you think twice about the shit Erica said, first things first, do you not come home? And tell him after you get done with filming and tell Maurizio. Obviously not because his shocked faces told us that's not true. I would be like, babe, now listen to this shit that Erica told us at the filming today. Okay. But listen, I love pillow talk. Okay. Any tea you tell me, I'm telling my fiance and vice versa. Who is he going to tell? No one. All right. All right. Or if I were Kyle, I would pull my favorite move that sometimes I get home later and my fiance is already asleep. And if I've been drinking and the tea is flowing, I will text him and be like, hey, rem- remind me to tell you I got a story. Okay. So Doreed says when the men start questioning this, why would she make that up? doreed orphans and widows in legal troubles is why she would make that up. What the, what are you talking about? Okay. I honestly feel PK when they start saying, uh, talking about the operation on the ankle, he's like, I can't talk about this anymore. I cannot have this conversation. It's ridiculous because it is, it just truly is. Again, I really don't even think Erica is buying the shit that she's selling at all. So it's the day of Dorit's launch party of her wedding dresses um and let me tell y'all Kyle facetimes people too much she could not be my friend I am that person that needs two to three business days of a warning if you plan on FaceTiming me I don't appreciate that I don't appreciate that at all no ma'am okay something else I learned is that Sutton has a boyfriend but apparently this isn't new news because he walked in and everyone was like oh hey Michael I think that was his name I can't really remember Also, something I want to let y'all know, because some of you were a bit shocked by this, but this is a recycled hairdo from Erica. She's worn that shower hoop in her bun with a ponytail from the weave store attached to it before. I can't remember exactly what season or episode it is in, but I remember the first time I saw that I said, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen trying to be passed off as art. And then she did it again. And I'm saying that wholeheartedly because I used to do hair and I've seen a lot of funky, crazy hairstyles that are very artistic inspired. That's not one of them. All right. So let me just say, of course, Dorit is using a microphone in her own damn house in a small intimate setting. I honestly think Dorit is a person that she would walk around with a microphone by herself all the time. She reveals her dresses and I really don't even care about them because think she said the cheapest one starts at $35,000 and that's crazy to me. Crazy. Okay. But let me tell you what is not crazy. PK, he is a savage. All right. He is sitting in between Erica and Kyle at one point. And he leans over to Kyle and says, are you going to share with Erica some of our funny jokes from the other night? And Kyle damn near chokes. Now, PK, you know, she's not going to do that that would be being too open and honest. Okay. But you don't want to do that. I am this part did confuse me about the seating arrangements, though, because at one point, PK is sitting in between Erica and Kyle, and then somebody else comes and it, it was just one of those weird things that I picked up on that I was like, how is this filmed? Because that's not how everybody was sitting before. Now listen, This is the part that really irritated me to the core. Kyle did not need to bring up what Garcelle said because none of the other ladies recognized it either. When she was like, You had everybody up in arms today. No, Kyle, maybe she had you up in arms, but all the rest of the women were like, What did she say? Even Garcelle was like, What did I say? Okay. Kyle, I evermore believe, has a Google alert on Garcelle's name. Honestly, I think Kyle has a Google alert on everybody's name I bet she still has one on LVP's name okay I bet you she has one on the second PA's assistant's mom all right and no one else honestly takes offense to what was said and Garcelle tells us like I was asked that after the lip launch party the other day and I was pissed okay and Dorit says don't come up with things just to be provocative and it's like Dorit that's your literal entire mo you come up with shit just to be provocative. So please stop this, okay? Garcelle hits the nail on the head when she says, Am I not allowed to have my own opinion? Like, and I said this on Twitter. I really hope that at the reunion there is just a clip of saying of Darid saying, if you have an issue, just say that. And then they just so show all of the scenes where Garcelle actually just says it, okay? Because I'm tired of this. We all know at this point that Darid is just mad about the racial comment that she made, her herself made, but she feels like Garcelle walked her into it. But she didn't. She walked herself into that, okay? Like, Dorit, you were just screaming at your bestie Kyle in a private jet earlier this season for saying that you talk too much. You want to preach, oh, just tell me, just tell me. You don't want people to tell you the truth, Doree. so just in the words of Garcelle, would you shut up? Like, that is how Garcelle feels, okay? And you're telling her that she can't feel the way that she feels towards you. You're trying to police her feelings. All because you're upset about something you did, all right? And in it, Erica and Lisa Rinna are in the back um, at the table. And even Erica's like, I think you might want to get up and go over there. And Rena's like, I'm not going over there. And she says, Giselle, or Giselle, Garcelle got called out for being jabby and shady. Rena, you're shady in the worst way, okay? Garcelle just says something that everybody else says too. Kathy Hilton literally told that girl to stop talking when she first started at the dinner party from hell part two. Dorit started talking and Kathy said, Dorit, not tonight. Absolutely not. But Garcelle can't say that. Garcelle didn't even name Dereed's name. She said, I feel like the women are coming after me. And that's how she felt, okay? And let me tell you something. Lisa Rinna keeps saying this. I think it's the second or third time she's said it now. She says, I'm going to stand by what I think the truth is. Lisa. Okay, if we're playing that game, babes, if I'm standing by my truth and what I perceive the truth to be, I'm Beyonce. And I need a billion dollars if we're standing by what we think the truth should be. Like girl, you shut up, just shut up. You sound so dumb, like for real, you sound dumb. She doesn't care about the facts. She just cares about getting back at Garcelle because Garcelle was a good friend to Denise and everybody, everybody got up in Lisa Renna's ass for being a terrible friend to Denise. All these women are just projecting what they're most pissed off about themselves onto Garcelle. And it's sad, okay? But let me tell y'all what I'm not about to be happy with next week is seeing Garcelle cry. And the snide looks around the dinner table from these ladies after she gets upset and she's saying, my whole life I've had to try and fit in. Because it's been my experience that when people perceive you as tough or they see you as strong and you stand in what you say, they want to break you down and they want to see you cry. And just in that little clip of seeing those ladies af- after she said that and seeing those ladies look at each other across the table, it looks like they're relishing in the fact that she is finally breaking. Okay. Somebody that I deem tough and, you know, strong, I don't want to see them cry to humanize them for me. I know you're a human because I'm a human with my two eyeballs looking at you right now. All right. But these ladies they that's how they work, okay? They want to break her down and it's absolutely fucking bullshit. I don't need to see somebody upset to make them a human. All right? I don't need to see somebody upset to make me feel better about myself. However, weaker people, that's what they look for. They want to see her cry. I know I'm jumping ahead, but it is literally How this whole season is playing out with Garcelle in the first place has been just baffling to me. But I know that it being a woman in group settings with a lot of women, especially this Beverly Hills group, it can be a lot, okay? But especially when you're either the only person of color or black person in the group, okay? It's just like, it's overwhelming. You're automatically like, okay, I'm the only one here. And then I got all these women coming for me. When I'm just doing the same thing they're doing. And then they're also telling her that her feelings, I'm feeling like an outsider invalid. It's crazy. It's really crazy to me. Let me not jump ahead though. Child, let's go over to Potomac because there's some mess over there too. Some mess. Oh, my Lord, guys. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Miss Dorothy is so shady. Okay. She is picking Candace's house apart, child. And let me tell you, my mom does the same Um, down to, now I'm trying to see this. I'm trying to see the vision because I'm not getting it when Candace was talking about her, I don't know what she was talking about, but I was like, yep, my mom does that. Down to the po- pillow fluffing. I'm just trying to give you an idea, girl. You ain't gotta get mad. I'm just trying to give you an idea. That's what my mom says. My mom doesn't throw shit at my fiance though. Because Mama Dorothy, mm, she went in that kitchen. She said, "Mm, does Chris enjoy cooking in here? And it was just, and it didn't get better the rest of the episode, but we'll get there. Okay. Grace finally got her permit and I'm so happy for her. Okay. And honestly, I just want to replace Giselle with her, with Grace at this point, because she even wants no parts of her mom. The part of Giselle that I do have a question for, actually I have many questions for her, but today it's. Who gets a Gucci car and where from? Like, what? Actually, never mind. She said it was Jamal's. I don't even want to know. But when I was watching Grace Drive, I said, "Mm." you know, I wasn't the best driver. I failed my test the first time, okay? And let me tell you something about me and a curb. We stay connecting, all right? I'm not even going to lie. We don't do it as much as I used to. But I'm gonna hit a curb if there's a curb to be. Hey, y'all should see my tires. Oh my God. Okay. We see Mia talk to her mom and get more into her storyline. And listen, I really do feel for Mia in this family situation. But like when she starts talking to G about Candace and Chris, like, girl, your sentiments while coming from a good place, I think you might need to, I don't even want to say like keep them all the way to herself, but like, girl, dial it back because they got into Twitter, got into it on Twitter. This week, and I was like, Mia, Mia. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. So let me tell you, maybe this is the part where I say, you know what? Maybe, maybe Karen did have the candle development in place and not just, just not tell anybody because she already had like labels, more than samples, everything, packaging, all of it. So maybe, maybe she did have it. And she did not say anything until Wendy says something. All right, speaking of Wendy, she finally has her mission statement and her vision board done. And like, listen, I'm not trying to shit on Wendy, okay? I think she can do this, but like, Wendy is overwhelmed. And that's okay. That is okay, all right? I'm not, I don't want to talk about Ashley. Like, I have all my notes here to talk about Ashley, but I don't want to. So we're just going to skip all right on over to Robin and Juan. All right, which I don't really care about either or this warehouse. What I do, what I am gonna say is Juan's little comment when Robin was communicating her needs and how she needs him to communicate with her. And he just said, well, maybe if we have a baby girl, I'll be softer. That was gross. Gross. I know it was meant as a joke. Don't Y'all don't need to come for me. And that's a marriage, bud. That's a marriage. You're right, okay? And maybe that's how they communicate together, but hmm, couldn't be me, all right? Now, let me tell you, I really don't want to see the Dillards argue, okay? I do get both sides of the argument, ultimately, between Candace and Chris, but Chris needs to work, okay? And he wants to work, all right? So these women and her mama can back the fuck off of him and stop talking about him crazy, okay? I feel bad for my man's maybe it's because I'm in the restaurant industry too and I know what a hard hit we took during COVID but like come on now all right let me tell you let me tell you something I wish Candace did have though was a stylist for this video maybe just a vision board um it bare minimum because these ladies mm aesthetically all together look a mess separately everyone looks good besides Giselle okay like she looks an actual mess by herself Ascala and Karen they're not just not really fitting the fast and furious theme their outfits are still cute though Giselle's is not at all. Everybody's outfit is cute by themselves. just like aesthetically together, they didn't look fitting. And I thought that when I saw the video, I saw the video before I saw this episode. Okay, because let me tell y'all something, that's my jam. Let me come back, come back. If y'all follow me on Twitter, you know, when I'm testing on my microphone before I start filming episodes, that's my go-to. Okay. Let me stop. Let me stop. All right. This is where, this is where the mess came in. Okay. Like, like Wendy said, Mia does not know Candace, but she's about to fuck around and find out. Okay. Wendy off to the side, talking about, I said, Wendy, Mia, Mia off to the side, Talking about candace's business to her mama. Oh, oh my god, I was cringing that whole time. And like y'all can argue like, oh, she keeping the story going. This is story like not my mama, not my mama. Not to sound like Candy Burris, but not my mama. Now I will say I do place the blame in Miss Dorothy because like you saw everything your child went through last year with this group of women. How you gonna come on TV and? be the main one talking about her business. My mother would never, she would never engage. My mom would tell, just like Wendy said, my mom would be like, oh no, not not today, baby. We not talking about my baby. All right, Mia just got too comfortable, okay? Mm. Now the cars don't show up, child. The cars don't show up. But I don't think this is Chris's fault, okay? He came in ready to snap and I don't blame him. He had everything set up perfectly and that dude screwed them over. All right. And I just felt bad because it just gave more ammunition to Candace's mama and them to be talking. Uh, look, she said, I, she was talking to Karen. She said, I know where Mike." To- okay, then stop talking. Stop talking. Part of me was like, was she trying to get Karen caught up? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, okay? Mia knows no bounds though because she was getting all up in the business. She asked, is Chris getting paid? Why are you asking that? Okay, and then for Giselle and Robin to sit there and be like, why did you have to go and tell Candace? Okay, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Because if I wouldn't have told that I was sitting there during that conversation, y'all would have been like, you didn't think that that was something that Candace needed to know. I could see Giselle saying it now okay it's a mess it really is a mess somebody had to tell her it was gonna be me all right because y'all not about to get me on camera sitting there while that conversation happened and then not saying anything y'all not about to get me caught up that's not how I get down down, okay even a scholar was like oh they're sitting over there talking about whether or not Chris is getting paid in Giselle's messy ass is he I'd like to know I just, I can't. They're like, that's not the point, Giselle. Okay, we get all up in your business and you get mad talking about, stop talking about my family. That's what we have to talk about. And Chris is her family. All right. So stop talking about it. Ooh, next week we get it popping and Candice got on a shirt that I hope she links. Y'all, I'm slowly becoming a candy gal. Okay, I really am because I even liked her on Watch What Happens Live. They talking about why are you body shaming? we're going to sit here and act like Portia didn't tell Eva that her titties were social distancing and everybody laughed at it. Like, why are we doing this to Candace at this point? Okay. I cannot believe I'm becoming a Candy Galsian. I might have to issue an apology, y'all. Whew, we'll cross that bridge when we get there though. Let's head on over back West and go to uh, Salt Lake City. All right. Now, if I'm being honest with y'all, I'm not gonna lie. This episode of Salt Lake City left me a little confused on just like a bunch of little like topics throughout the episode. But one thing I wasn't confused by was the fact that I've come to the conclusion that I think I think this season of Salt Lake City might have been sleepy if Jen Sha didn't get arrested. I'm not gonna lie to you. Because I'm just not like some of it is just not adding up. And I would just wonder where we were going if we didn't have this. Okay. So first things first that I'm confused by is Mary's son's room. It's like he has a whole bunch of rooms in one. He's got the swinging patio furniture. He's got a bed full of Gucci sheets in a comforter and then like a full size fridge. Like what's going on? Most people with fridges in their room have many fridges. Okay. what 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 is it? All right. I'm also genuinely confused by Jen's family dynamic, but I also just realized, I mean, I realized this a while back, but with the developments of this episode and her trying to make herself the quote unquote outsider because of race, um, (laughs) Jen is black adjacent, but for whatever reason, she has it confused with like actually being black in a way. If that makes sense, like she's trying to claim racism and, you know, things like that over things that aren't racist. Yes, she was the only person of color last year on a cast of all white women. However, Jennifer, you were screaming in people's faces. Like you took it there, babes. Okay. I always say you have to know your fighter. Why are you screaming in Meredith Mark's face when she doesn't talk above a octave level of like three? All right, make it make sense, okay? Next thing I'm confused by. Seth walks in the house. Meredith is on Facetime with Brooks. He has on that rhinestone encrusted face shield thing she had on on the season finale last year, and he says, "I was expecting more of a reaction from you guys." And Brooks says. Oh my God! Are you actually wearing a mask? Makes me think: Are the Marks anti-masks, or at least Seth? Hmm. I'm also confused when it comes to the Marks in the difference of reaction between Seth and Meredith when it comes to Jen um, liking the tweets again, tweets and you know posts and comments about yeah. Brooks. Because listen, they're on like two opposite ends of the spectrum. Seth is like, oh, is there can is there some confusion? I feel like there's a miscommunication. Okay, no, Seth. Like, we see that she's like this stuff. And it's rude. All right. No matter how I feel about your wife or your son, it's rude. Alright? She just shouldn't be doing it. But at the same time, Meredith, I'm like, girl, do, please don't don't plop a bu- pop a blood vessel over Jen. She's going to jail soon. She'll girl. It's not worth it, all right? And Meredith is right by saying when you retweet something, it's just as good as saying it. I don't retweet things and I don't like things, comments or posts that I don't agree with, okay? Like, it's baffling to me. Next thing I'm just genuinely confused by was Mary going through her house and tearing it apart, but saying that she must have been on her period when she picked out a lamp, I don't understand because I'm a little bit more critical when I'm on my period. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. But then um, Mary takes that time afterwards to let us know and her cousin that she told her son that if he gets, Oh my God, I don't know why we needed to know this. (laughs) I just can't that if he gets into the moment with a woman and he smells fish, that he needs to run. And I, mm, I don't have been, and okay, Mary, I could dive into this on so many different levels, but I will just leave it at this. Mary seems like one of those boy moms that forgets she's a woman herself. Okay. If you know, you know, I just don't, I don't, um, I'm going to leave that where it is. Okay. So we see Jen, Jenny and Lisa meet up and like, Lisa is just really beating this dog to death. Meredith and Jen are not going to have any resolution because Meredith has already called the cops. And let me just tell y'all something. I know Meredith didn't call the cops. Okay. It's just a lot more fun for me to pretend she did because like I said, I'm sleepy. All right. And the way Meredith actually kind of like plays into it, I feel like. But it's just like, ugh. so we get into, you know, Heather and Jen are going to make up. Heather has told Whitney, like she's going to talk to her. And Whitney's like, I am literally picking you up off the floor. And I'm like, girl, bye. You picked me up off the floor. But when Jen was screaming in my face, you just let it happen. You actually backed up a little bit. You didn't even try and tell her to be quiet. And that's what kills me with people. Like, please maintain the same energy. You did nothing to help me in that situation. But then you want to be like, I picked you up off the floor. Speaking of Winnie Rose... (laughs) Again, it's just giving that no one had a storyline because this whole, like, we only have sex two to three times a week and usually it's every day. Girl, if you don't go on somewhere, just tell us that you watched Sex in the City a couple times and you were like, ooh, Samantha Jones. Let me hone in on this because as somebody who's watched Sex in the City multiple times from beginning to end, let me just tell you, Whitney got this little storyline, the sex storyline from Samantha. All right. She got a couple of the lines that she said verbatim from Samantha Jones. And I don't appreciate it. Okay. Everybody is different. Every couple is different. All right. And when you're spending your life with somebody, you go through seasons of life. And just as your normal life changes, your sex life changes too. So there may be times when you're only doing it two to three times a week, honey. I think you're grown. You should know that. You're older than me. And then maybe there are times where you do it every day. All right. But... I don't know her trying to be like, oh, I don't want to have boring sex. What is it? Everybody likes different sex, Whitney. Everybody likes different sex. Okay, what's for you may not be for the next person. Okay, you may like to lick a toe. I personally don't want a toe in my face or anywhere near me. It's just giving, reaching. Like the whole episode was like telling me, like, okay, we had nothing. We had nothing to start. Jen and Heather go talking to an Igloo and it's just like, we're really riding this home. Okay. Now let me say this. Uh, like I said last week about Heather being called racist. I didn't think anything of it when Jen cause like for a long time, Jen was just liking shit over and over. I was like, if this lady doesn't stop, but Mary called Heather racist as well. So again, I must pose a question. Heather, girl, what you be doing? All right. She also tried to put up the defense like one of my... Ooh, this gets on my nerves so bad. She said, how can I be racist when I'm your friend, Jen? And then she says, why would you post something like that in such a tense time? First of all, Heather, you're still centering yourself. Okay. Like, come on now. But also, I feel like you're not doing your listening and learning because we've already said that racist people can have black friends and friends of color. So come on. Like, come the fuck on. All right. Heather asked Jen, you know, something really simple just to stop talking shit. And Jen's pretty much like, I don't know if I can. (laughs) I was just like, what is, what is wrong with you? You know, Jen tries to pull the race card again, and it's just, it's exhausting. You scream in people's faces, Jen Shaw, literally scream in their face. I always say, no, you're fighter. Okay. Know you're fighter. You should not be screaming in Meredith, I'm disengaging's face as if you're talking to Nene. all right? Like, you just want to be the loudest in the room. You had a plan last year. You were going to pop on the scene, be Jenshaw, and it, it just didn't work out, okay? So please go on your apology tour, even though I know you're tired of apologizing, but mm, girls, you have a lot more of it to do. I mean, she just, she just can't talk, stop talking shit. Okay. And that's her issue. Um, also amongst her legal ones, but listen, to wrap this episode up, I'm just going to say, I really don't think Jen and Heather should have eaten those churros. I was actually quite perplexed and baffled that they did because I'm pretty sure that's like a gas fireplace or a propane tank or something like You shouldn't, you know what? They're grown. They're big girls. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. All right. Like I said, it's giving sleepy to me until we get to the meat and bones of it. I don't really need to see her and Mare scream at each other in snowsuits. Jen's not going to admit that she was wrong. And if she does, I don't think that it's gonna be genuine. And like, again, I just don't want Meredith to get all worked up over this. Like, Jen's going to the pokey. Okay. She's not going to be able to like or retweet anything soon. So let's just leave her where she is, Mayor. All right. On that note, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. All righty, guys. That is going to go ahead and wrap up our Bravo episode for the week. We still have Bachelor in Paradise to recap. So don't you worry. That will be on time for Friday. I'm proud of me. Okay are y'all i hope you are because we're on time baby all right i said i was committed to getting us back on our tuesday and fridays and look at us here on a tuesday now y'all y'all already know i'm about to talk about all right and you know what i hate repeating myself but i get on here every week at the end of every episode and i do it so if y'all could go on over to Apple Podcast and rate your girl five stars and leave a nice little review, I, I would appreciate it. Okay. I really would. We're getting up there. We are. But we could, we could, we could always get higher. I cannot believe I just quoted Kanye. I cannot stand that man, but I do like that song. I like early Kanye stuff. But nevertheless, nevertheless, okay head on over to Apple Podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and review me. Like I told y'all last week, I'm working on the extra content. All right. So be on the lookout for that. When I release it, I'm going to just drop it and then I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. Because I get nervous. I get nervous. All right. I feel like, what if they don't like it? What if it doesn't respond well? Okay. But I also thought the same for this podcast. Not that I'm really popular or anything, but I still have way more of y'all that listen to me than I ever thought I would. I thought my friends might for like the first three episodes and then that would be a wrap. I would have to sell my equipment, but I'm rambling at this point. Don't forget to follow me over on the Who Asked Me podcast page on Instagram at Who Asked Me podcast we will be doing some, you know, fun stuff over there. I'm always trying to get interactive with y'all. All right. So I will talk to you Friday for bachelor in paradise recap. Bye.